2: The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it
0: is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast, I'm Kelly Peck,
2: And I'm Jenny Powell and we are ski-licious this morning because four-time Olympian, BBC Ski Sunday presenter and the only ski racer to turn up on a ski slope with flip-flops, it's <laughs> Jenny Orcott.
1: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
2: <laughs> Black Friday is just around the corner and Swan have some incredible deals starting next week. You can
0: kit out your home for less this month with site-wide discounts at swanbrand.co.uk,
2: including some products available with 40% off. Use the code BLACKSWAN22 on their website and get 22% off site-wide.
0: The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I could have been introduced in many other silly ways, so I think I got away quite lightly then. I'll take that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, it just kind of like... Shot out when I do, you know, do you know that. why I
1: had to wear flip-flops I also had a hole in the side of my ski boots um and it was back when Victoria Beckham was getting quite famous because she had these bunionettes and I had that but on steroids and these my feet I didn't just have five toes I had this like huge mountain on the side of my foot and I kept wanting to ski yes. so I had oh. I could only wear flip-flops I cut holes in all of my shoes and I was like it doesn't matter I was so determined it didn't matter what I had to do as long as I could ski. And it was crazy because I'm making these angles and this bunionette is like grinding on the ice as I'm turning. But I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm still out here it's, doing it. <laughs> it's a bunionette like a baby bunion. <laughs> a bunionette, I think, is on the outside like. of your toes oh, okay. and the bunions oh, on yeah. the inside. In- oh. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love the way first thing we just get going with oh, the old yeah. and yeah. pus and stuff. Where we're, we're supposed to be talking about you know this glamorous skiing. I mean, I'm not. I'm not um, a skier, so um, I slide down the slope, um, <laughs> the slippery slope to being embarrassed. Um, yeah. So, but I am so. Where do you get your energy from, Shemi? I was, Ooh. I was looking, and there you were, wakeboarding. It was wakeboarding. Yep, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Wake
1: surfing. Yep.
2: Is that what it is? So it's wake surfing. Yeah.
1: I actually popped versions. it. If you look at my recent video where i was with my friend yeah. amy i since i don't know why but since my second pregnancy i i pop a rib when i'm doing core training all the time wow. it's like i get this distorted um core because yeah. it but it comes really far out and i was laughing so hard holding on to amy um, and i popped a rib whilst going along on the wake surf of the day and um, i just i think i'm either on or i'm off i have to go to bed wow. early I'm like, as okay. soon as the boys go to bed, I try and sneak off. I know I'm supposed to have parent time and be all mature and maybe watch TV. Man. But I'm just like, I get up early in the morning. I love being a mum early in the morning before they go to school. And it's just like, I, I go to, like, I'm a cell body. I'm on and then my battery is completely flat. There's no, there's no turning down the energy. It's either on or off. It's a switch. Right.
2: And how old are the boys?
1: Four and two. Lockie and- is four, oh, Cooper's okay. two.
2: Oh, Oh, wow.
0: Lovely age, that. Or the personality sort of. It's a hard age. My little boy's. Um, nearly four. I think But all the personalities start to come out and they're starting to shape who they are as a little human.
1: It's a massive roller coaster. I can think that I'm the luckiest mum in the world one minute and then the next minute they're punching each other and I'm like, oh my God, what (laughs) have I done wrong? It's just like, you can't, you should never be smug about the situation you're in, especially when you have two young boys because it changes so quickly and they end up and then you're looking over and they're playing Lego and you're like, oh great, that's amazing. Uh, But it's, I mean, it's such an adventure. It is, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, which people don't know. Seriously, like, oh God, I, seriously the... I, I skied 92 miles an hour, um, down a steep ice face. I live in London, that was a bit of a challenge. I thought it was tough at the time, but motherhood, parenthood it's just <laughs> uh, uh, it's yeah. so hard being responsible all the time, <laughs> isn't it?
0: It's
2: it's exhausting, right when exhausting. It's right. When you wake up in the morning back at our youth when we didn't have kids, and you wake up and say, Yeah, I've just listened. Life's hard sometimes, but I'm just responsible for me, really. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, that day, that day,
2: when all of a sudden you're a parent
1: and actually nothing is more selfish than being an athlete like choosing that as your life every day it's like what can I do today to make me better stronger faster it's all about me Mm -hmm. oh I've had lunch I'm gonna have a siesta because that's what my body needs I mean all these like very indulgent things I had to have nine hours sleep I would count back from when I had to get up for a race Um, all this crazy crazy ideas that I was really pushing myself to my limit and then yeah then i had a kid and just it was just <laughs> a whole new and then yeah i mean i, I definitely I, I definitely tried to hold on to that ego of being a ski racer once i had a, 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 a Lockie as well i went back to work 2 weeks after birth um, wow. with both of my kids actually i mean i didn't aim to have uh, babies who were born in January. That's not great for someone who really 70% of my earnings are in the winter. Um, yeah. but I just, and I just did what I had to do. You're so, I mean, you're so tired and you're so naive that I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can do it. And actually BBC were quite amazing. They said to me, look, this is very challenging what you're trying to do. You don't need to do this. I'm like, no, I don't need to do it, but I want to do it. I almost, I just wanted to throw myself and see, I mean, I was so deprived of sleep after that first birth that I was like, mm-hmm. got this script. I remember the first day I got the script up the mountain. Yeah. They're like, okay, in two minutes, we're going to record this down the lens. And I was like, oh, I can't even remember my name, let alone, yeah. you know, this, mm-hmm. but but you do it. And I think it's really yeah. empowering. I remember um, being in the finisher at the World Champs after Cooper was born. And I had to interview this, the guy who'd just won the World Champs. Um, but I was leaking. Like, I, I mean, luckily in skiing, oh, I've yeah. got loads of layers on. And I had an LV pump the silent one, down my bra, yes. I was double-pumping yes. whilst interviewing the world champion. Wow. And I'll tell you what, I finished that. <laughs> I finished that interview, and I was just like, oh, my God, I have never felt more amazing. And and the cameraman's like, you just nailed that. You lit up. And then it's me reaching down going, look at this. And he's like, oh, my God, were you just doing that the whole time during the interview? I'm like, yes, I was. <laughs>
2: it's amazing what you can achieve and what and how it makes you feel as well those things that you think no that would just be an awful scenario yeah. um the, the positives and the the I mean just you talking about it and the energy um that you know comes from after doing something like that and you you realize that you know you're superhuman yeah. basically I
1: mean that was a high point that night I probably cried all that night because I was so Let's... tired <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> highs and lows
1: and your dream job as well i know i mean that's crazy i you know when you 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 want to be an athlete your whole life you actually don't even think about retirement and that's why so many athletes struggle mentally in that transition with okay i don't have my sport to define me anymore who am i Um, And then, you know, I've been watching Ski Sunday since I was five years old and my dream was to win an Olympic gold medal and then present Ski Sunday. And obviously I I didn't do the first bit. so I did try quite hard. But yeah, to be on there is it's it's incredible. And I think also to be a mother doing it. It's not Mm -hmm. just that I'm this, you know, danger freak, adrenaline hunter. I'm also a mum, So people understand that vulnerability, that sacrifice so much more. And it's it's amazing to be involved in the show. Like epic
0: um you mentioned uh, i saw a post of yours which i absolutely love jenny's got two girls so she has been saved from this kind of talk but you you did a post about you know why is it that boys talk about poo all the time and will they ever stop touching their willies and i i could i nearly spat out my coffee reading it because my son is all we talk about is poo we have songs about poo and he literally gets it out all the time in public at the petrol station at the supermarket it's like this big thing, yeah. thing to just pull everything down yeah um is his father's son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was thinking jen has got two beautiful girls that you know girls are so different, so co- different. compared to boys but it's a it's a mad world isn't it i i but worried, I, I worried I, I that i, I trained I him up
1: i, I worried that I trained him up with that because um Lockie wow. never wanted to do poos in the toilet when we were trying to uh, toilet train. He was fine with wheeze. So I got this app called it's like Pooville or something. You go and you drop the poo back into the toilet. So he joins his family and it's hilarious. And it's like a really good app for anyone. I'll, I'll find it since you guys, because it's a really good app for oh, people that, who struggle. No, really Not you for you guys,
2: Shemmy. <laughs> You're fine. I'm all right. I could poo in the loo. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I worry that I made it like this entertainment thing because it's so funny. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm at the stage where I even might get the boys those cricket boxes to put down their pants so that they can't access their willy. Because oh, just, my oh, my God. The constantness of, you know, oh, I'm thinking I need to hold it or I'm about to do something fun. I need to hold it. I'm like, no, you don't. It's like, where have you heard this?
2: I love they grow out of it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't
0: know. <laughs> I'll let you know when he's a teenager, but I let don't think know. they do, do they, men? I think it's... No, I a... don't
1: either, But I had a great... Because yeah. when I first... I was in New Zealand when I had um, found out the gender at 20 Weeks with Lockie. Um, and I went along and I was so excited. I like, do you want to find out? And I said, yes, I want to find out. And uh, she's there. And she took a long time. She said, look, I, I think it's a boy. I'm like, oh, no, you think. Because it's one of those... He's not. It's not developed, like, down there or something's wrong or blah, blah. She's like, no, no, I really... I can't see um boy parts but I'm really sure it's a boy and I'm like well how can you be sure it's like well his hand is moving up and down between his legs <laughs> at 20 weeks in my womb wow. I was just like I mean hopefully that's not something that's gonna project him into life that way but um yeah anyway
2: early start yeah. yeah fantastic so you know you're you, you track you say you know new zealand i mean you're traveling the world an awful lot especially with um uh, ski sunday so how does it go with sort of child care and the whole i mean we we're constantly talking to mums who are always feeling that whole guilt thing Oh, um, so how does massive. It work for you i
1: actually only yeah. admitted to having a nanny um, a year after having a nanny because I was drummed into me by my mum. Yeah. Like I had a nanny growing up. My mum said that she just our help. She helped us. She was our cleaner. I'm like, no, no. She was a nanny. But I think it was people look down on people who are trying to be strong with their career when they have to get help. Um, so for ages, I, I somehow projected on my social media that I was doing it all alone. And it was absolutely ridiculous um, to not show that kind of vulnerability side to ask for help um, because I needed help and I was getting help. So yeah, we have the most amazing girl who travels with us, lives with us. Okay. Um, and she's just awesome. Quite funny. She, she used to be a raver and had never skied before, before she came with us. And now she loves the mountains and skiing, but yeah, she's, I mean, she's imperative to all of us. And I always yeah. think that, if i didn't have her i really believe i'd be a worse parent because i i want to show my children and other mums that you can go out there and you can have a career regardless of how challenging it is i mean nothing that the traveling that i have to do and everyone coming with us the logistics are a complete nightmare but i i think it adds to their experience of life i mean the boys say to me in the winter where's home tonight but it's not with you know they're not sad about it they're excited. Oh, where are we? Where's our new home tonight? Where are we going tomorrow? Like, what are we going to see tomorrow? What are we going to find an experience? Um, and it, without a nanny, none of that would be possible. I mean, unfortunately, my mum's not around. Um, I say unfortunately, she probably would have been a nightmare if she knew the help that I needed and be around me all the time. Um, right. but I just, you know, it's amazing. My nanny is, is 21 now, she's been with us since she was 19. It used to sound quite cool saying I had a 19 year old nanny, especially to all the dads out there. <laughs> but, um, I just think it's really important that we talk about, you know who we can ask for help and to not judge others because we're all out there doing what we can so that we can be the best parents that we can be.
0: Absolutely. There is this thing as well, isn't there, that, you know, as women and when we become mums, it's I don't know whether we create it or whether it's just been put on us that we are expected to do it all. Mm. And and I've always said, and I do believe this, you can't. Mm. You can't do it all on your own. You can't have it all on your own. You do have to have help. There has to be support in place. There's got to be sometimes a bit of give and take. And, you know, and I think, like you say, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing without, without having a nanny and that help you know and i think there's a lot of women out there that are in probably similar positions
1: Mm. i've mentored quite a few mums who have completely lost their identity when they've had children and been so scared to go back to work after a year or two years especially post-pandemic when they've had that Mm. huge amount of time and volume with their newborn and they really struggle thinking but i don't believe that i can be someone else other than just this And it's like, you can, you can do what you want to do. Some people don't need that. They are amazed by their ability. I couldn't be around my boys all the time. And that is not to say I don't love them. I love them with every bit of my body, but I'm better because I go out there and I do other stuff and I go to the gym and I have me time. And actually the times when I don't have that at weekends, when my husband's away for six weeks, I get really stressed um, when I'm right. just a full time, and 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 that's and that sounds terrible, and it's hard to admit to. But no,
0: but it's no, so it okay. doesn't. It's, it's, it's so okay. okay. It's honest. I don't think there's a mum out there that feels any different. Yeah. But I think, again, people feel they have to say that, you know, and, and we see people that maybe put that pretense up when actually, you know, because it doesn't matter. If you have children, you're a mum, but that's not all you are. No. That's not all you were before, and that's not all you yeah. are then and after, you know. So I think it's really refreshing to hear you sort of say, you know, it's good to yeah. say I don't
1: want to be with them all the time. Yeah.
0: Who the hell does? You know, you don't. I you think It's because
1: we we, we worry about the sensitivity with people who can't have kids. And I think that's really important to talk about and all of those people who've uh, had horrendous times suffering miscarriages. And then because of that, you feel like every moment with your child has to be a happy moment or an incredible experience. And it's not, we know that it's all a roller coaster, but so we get scared to admit to the tough times and the challenging times that we all have because we're worried about hurting other people's um, opinions and, and their views on it. And I just think... If we were all honest about everything, about the tough times conceiving, tough times and parenthood, then we'll all be able to deal with it a lot quicker.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's that it's relating to everybody as well, isn't Mm. it? When you start to relate to people and they think, oh, it's not just me that feels like that. Mm. Then everyone feels they can start having those conversations. You can't keep everything in all the time because you're worried. You've just got to. I think it's about respecting everybody's Mm. differences as well when it comes to being a mum. You know, because there are I know some people that absolutely love being that kind of mum that never they're you know stuck to like glue Mm -hmm. and never have their own and I've always thought how how do you do it yeah because a bit like what you were saying when we started this chat yeah you know you can have a great hour with them and then another hour you can think oh my god I wish I was at work or I wish I was like on an Mm -hmm. island somewhere with (laughs) someone else yeah it's just normal
1: yep totally normal the hot mess mums club with swan
0: It's almost Black Friday and swan of savings on their website from the
2: 15th of November. This month it costs you less to give your home a facelift before you get all your Christmas visitors. Now is the perfect time to check out their stunning
0: ranges including their Retro Range, Stealth Range and gorgeous Gatsby collection. You can
2: get 22% off site-wide and some products are even available at 40% off. Make sure you check out their website and use the code BLACKSWAN22 to get 22% off site-wide.
0: The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan.
2: Celebrating 90 years of magic moments. And what, so, so, Dougie, uh, when you say he goes away for six weeks through for, for work, um, you know, for, for you, the dynamic between the two of you, because you know, you've got big chunks where one will be at home and the other one won't. So for the, the two of you, you know, is there a certain sort of, uh, how do you approach your relationship and, and making sure it's the, you know, the best it can be as well? Because it's tricky because if you're away from each other and when you are back, you've got the kids, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, we have not nailed it. That is the area of our life that we're still trying to juggle. And hard, I think it? it's really hard. It's, really, it's hard. really hard. And we're both going out there and we've both got our independent work away yeah. from each other. And then we also have a business together So it means that when Mm -hmm. we get together, you talk about the kids, you talk about the business and and you have to we have to schedule in times to have romance, to have coffees, to have dinner. Yesterday, I made him come for a walk with me yesterday morning so that we could just Mm -hmm. talk outside um, and do something healthy and kind of be inspired by each other. Because I I am in awe of what he does. Um, We both get jealous of each other. So when I'm home with the kids. He misses the boys and he's just like, oh, I wish I was you. And I'm there doing the nights going, I've been up every two hours. What are you talking about? Going, I wish I was in the mountain. So I think we both understand that it's challenging for each of us. Um, and, w- w- but we haven't got it nailed. I, we definitely, mm-hmm. it's a work in progress. Uh, I think this is; these are going to be the toughest years because Lockie's just started school, so somehow yeah, we need a third man. person in our relationship to stay at home. Yeah, because although mm-hmm. the nanny's great, I she couldn't do days and nights. I mean, that's brutal. Mm. Um, so <laughs> we're try, we're trying to manage it all, and I think in a year I can tell you how successful we've been.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> hang on in there. That's you know that's the thing, and that like I say, it's not. It's one of those things where as long as you recognise it and like. For early days, then it just just Mm. happened to you. Do you know? Oh, and
1: we we knew it was gonna. We knew these years were gonna be tough because I got this amazing opportunity with my work. His work's going really well. Um, I mean, post pandemic, any work you get, you have to grasp onto, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just right. We're just gonna do as much as we can until we can't do anymore. I mean, there will be a roadblock somewhere. But that's when we go, okay, we've made a mistake. We've taken on too much. I think that's what we're very good at is is challenging ourselves and taking risks until we make a mistake and then reflecting on what we could have done differently and use that for the future. And so many people Mm -hmm. don't actually put themselves out there to make a mistake. They live within their comfort zone. They just do the same thing they've always done because, you know, change is scary. But we're very good at going, let's just jump in and say yes until... Somehow we have to say no. And I just think it's, it's a good, it's good. I mean, it's an incredibly stressful way to live, though. <laughs> you,
2: you exude such a confidence. It's really lovely. And I, and I was intrigued by the XL scheme. Yeah, well, that, uh... especially
1: with daughters. I mean, that's what, what, the one thing I would have loved to have three kids. Um, I am one of three. I've got two older brothers. Um, and so I always wanted three as well. And when we had two boys, I'm like, oh, maybe, but actually. We are like that swan. We look OK at the top, but we're paddling like crazy. And we, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't manage this life with another child. So I'm stuck with my amazing two boys. Um, but I'm really passionate about empowering young women. So XL mm-hmm. came up. Obviously, we had an incredible London Olympics. Uh, everyone was inspired. Um, but actually, it materialized that pupils and young girls at school uh, lost interest in sport straight afterwards unless they mm-hmm. were amazing. So unless they thought they could be Jessica Ennis, they were like, well, there's no point. We've only seen the Olympics and all the success from winning and what that does to your life. That If I'm not going to win, then I'm not even going to try. And this was really actually quite disastrous because... You know, young girls need sport for, for confidence in themselves, for resilience, for perseverance. I mean, young boys too, but this didn't have the same effect. London Olympics didn't have the same effect on young boys. So we made the scheme called Excel um, to empower young girls in school through, um, through sports. And we went up and down the country and we made leaders in each community to go out and spread the message that sport isn't about winning or losing. It's about all these imperative life skills you get. Um, and actually to, to just sit and reflect like the number of times I've played a netball match and um, we've won or we've lost. And um, and you need to sit down afterwards as a team and go, why did we win? What did we do so well? Or why did we lose? How can we do better? And actually, that's mm. something that not many schools do. They don't see the strength in that. And actually, that's how we learn through sport. So that was why Excel... Absolutely. Was...
2: It's really interesting because, you know, when they go to school, they have the tests or whatever, yeah. but then nobody looks back to see you know, well, why you went wrong this way, or, you know, you could have approached the question that way. It's sort of like you do your test, that's it. Whereas in sport, you know, you get to analyse, you know, and through that, you know, you're thinking, you're asking questions, which is another thing I think we've got to encourage young people to do, always ask questions, you know. Um, And it's interesting, Polly, she's 12, my youngest, and um, she's just taken to football. She goes to an all-girls school. You know, I don't, you know, her and her sister, uh, her sister and our, our household, nobody watches football. Her dad, I'm divorced. He's, he's not interested in football. It's more a rugby sort of family. And it's so interesting because there's a confidence that's come from her doing that, you know, and it's it's a lovely thing to see. And I, and she's a confident girl, but it's, it's, it's raised the bar mm. a
1: bit. But part of the um, strength might be that no one else does it, that she has found yeah. her thing in your family. You know, I worry that my boys love skiing because there's so much pressure on the rest of us to, to put right. them into skiing. Whereas your daughter, Polly, has gone, OK, no one else likes it. It doesn't mean that I can't love it and it can't help yeah. me become the most amazing human I can be and we've got amazing yeah. role models in in female sport in um in football in this country. So I just think it's mm-hmm. it's so healthy to and there are so many sports that that young girls and boys can do in school now. It used to all be about these team sports, but there's so much mindfulness that they can do in dance. I mean, I I went up and down the country and saw the most incredible um dance exhibitions from these from these groups of girls who've come together with a new passion and that is sport. Yes. Yoga, they get yeah. the opportunity to yoga and really like sit still and remind mm-hmm. themselves that that's really important so i think it's just you can find something for you mm.
2: it's really encouraging I, I it's really i i love what you're doing and i hope you continue to do it um it really is but because could you just say so excel where can people have a look and see you know what you're
1: so what Excel was a project that, we really did useful. with um, United Learning, the schools group, um, and that's okay. just one schools group in the UK. And I think a lot of the other schools groups saw that and they've implemented their own um, attitude okay. to sport and learning through sport through their programs.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. So forty-nine broken bones as well. Is that right?
1: <laughs> oh gosh. I know. Um, I mean,
2: what is that? Wow. How can you still be walking around and just so? I, know, I can't isn't it Crazy. It?
1: I mean, my <laughs> neck. Like bionic my one. neck is fused together um, from a crash oh. I had at eleven. Because I always talk mm-hmm. about my leg, which was, I think, my biggest injury because my bones shattered mm-hmm. and went through my ski boots. Yeah. But, but then I you know, always definitely managed to say, oh, I broke my neck when I was 11. But you, you, you bounce back so much when you're young that actually injuries yeah. aren't that significant because you heal so quickly. Mm-hmm. And mentally, you don't overthink when you're young. It's all these injuries. Physically, I know that I'm going to heal when I listen to physios and doctors and I do the rehab. But it's mentally that it's far tougher. And sometimes early on yeah. in my career, when I broke bones, I, I came back. I wouldn't even think about what my brain was having to do until the moment my skis were pointed down the hill, and there was this like fear set in of, "Oh my god, can I do this again? Can I? I mean, obviously I could ski again, but could I race and push myself to mm. limits where I had to be on that fine line between injury and success? And and that's yeah. what's that's what's tougher, and that's what I'm kind of more proud of um, than anything mm. of the achievements I had. The fact that I kept coming back and had the confidence yes. to keep following that dream
2: did oh, well, you where's that f- i'm intrigued sorry no Callie. no no you go no where's it from where you, where is it from Ooh. this drive this well, where is it
1: you were three
2: weren't
0: you when you started
2: skiing
1: so, i, I like, was 18 months when i started and i race wow. started racing at three which is crazy I mean,
0: so it's always been there so, hasn't
1: it yeah this, the experience has always been there. My parents were both um, sports people. My mum was a swimmer and dad was um, a rugby player, so I got his lungs, um, his glutes, and her lungs. And I always say I was made to be a mountain goat. But I think, I think, the, in, interestingly, it was proving people wrong. I grew up in an era where everyone was like, "Oh, so you want to be Eddie the Eagle?" And I was like, "No, I want to win." I don't want to just participate. Like I want to prove that you can be from Britain and be fast and winter sports. So I think that kind of chip on your shoulder attitude of mm-hmm. I'll show you um, does help you with that resilience, I guess, when things get tough. Mm.
0: Was it um, also a bit of a man's sport you know is there a gender mm. difference and because I, I read that you had spoke out about the gender pay difference between men female and male skiers um so was that also a drive for you you know because you you have been regarded as sort of the greatest ever skier for Britain really in, in many bits that you read about <laughs> name, which it's very nice look
1: at that I think it's more, it's more because I put myself out there and created a brand yeah. to get people into the sport, not because of, because there's been amazing, far greater though. achievements. But yeah, I think, I think like you said, um, I mean, most sports that have um, the danger associated like ski racing do have a more uh, male dominated background. Um, now it's amazing. We have comp- completely equal pay. We've got great fans from women. In fact, in Germany, more um, fans tune in to watch women skiing than men skiing, which is epic. Um, But I think it was more than the pay issue. It was the fact that the young girls I raced against, they consciously decided to change their personalities to be more masculine because they thought they would race faster. And that I really struggled to see. I I saw girls shave their heads, start walking like a man. And you just saw them become really uncomfortable in themselves because they were like, I'm going to do everything I can do to become faster. And for some yes. reason, there was this projection that if I become more manly, I'll be better. Um, and actually, a few of us, I mean, Lindsay Vonn, she was the best skier of all time. And she really highlighted this. She'd get up in the morning and do eyeliner on and be like, no, you can be fast and feminine. Um, You know, don't judge me for how I look. Judge me for how I ski. And that was really great to be part of that movement because I saw so many young girls grow in confidence and realize that they can be this crazy nutter on the slope. But it doesn't mean that has to be who they are in everyday life. They can be comfortable, Mm -hmm. whoever they want to be. I mean, if that's who they want to be and and cut their hair off and everything. I mean, the fastest haircut in skiing is a mullet. (laughs) I never went there. I was like, look, it? I'm doing everything I can do to be fast. Um, but yes, so basically for the wind trap between your your where your helmet ends and your back brace starts, if you have a little yeah. bit of hair through there, it's really, it's good. Oh, wow. But no.
2: This is a science. This is <laughs> a new science altogether. Unbelievable. Oh, So professional athlete, we're talking, you know, for, you know, around 20 years, isn't it really? And then boom, to hit that, that, Biggest big challenges, like you said, the biggest challenge of life, which is which, which is motherhood. um Can you remember the, the sort of transition and how it affected you, sort of, for the, and the minute mm-hmm. it affected you?
1: Well, I mean, I have always been able to dictate how successful I am in my career by how hard I work. So as soon as we decided yeah. that we wanted to have a baby, I was like, right, I booked a holiday to Bali to this lovely hotel. I'm like, we're going to get it on when I'm ovulating and we're going to make a baby because that's what I do. I control things. Weirdly, I'm yes. a control freak even though I'm a downhill skier. <sighs> so we went there. I did
2: that with yeah. um, Connick, yeah. same thing. But how we went there well, and I didn't ask. get pregnant.
1: And I didn't get pregnant. Oh. And every right. month afterwards, I was like, okay, we're doing everything right. I'm ticking every box. And 18 months later... Um, it was kind of brutal. Like i really struggled mentally because I was like, I know I'm doing everything right. Um, and actually right. it turns out, this is a really long story, but I was addicted to caffeine. Um, I mm-hmm. used caffeine a lot um, whilst I was racing to heighten my mood, to get me ready. And I was on about eight shots of coffee a day. And when I retired, I tried mm-hmm. to, get that down but um, I used to get really bad headaches when I didn't have caffeine so I was kind of still doing that when I retired and I saw this acupuncturist who was like your body is in fight or flight there is no way you can get pregnant your adrenal glands are overworking Ah, and I was lying there and I remember lying there the first time I met him him. he's like are you relaxed right now I'm like oh my god I'm almost asleep (laughs) he said how can you be asleep your body is on fire inside there is no way you could conceive and that was really interesting for me because I was like I'm ticking every box this isn't happening Um, Mm. and, and then I tore my ACL and I had to lie down and chill out and we got pregnant straight
0: away. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How did your other half deal with you sort of scheduling that time and doing that? Because... I was very lucky with my first it was just on our honeymoon it was all very you know textbook kind of yeah yeah got got back from our honeymoon oh I'm pregnant great second time um I was very stressed uh, working very early and 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 just very um early in the morning very stressed out and it took longer and I started doing the whole temperature Mm -hmm. thing and my husband said to me stop I'm not a robot. I can't bear this. I feel like you're using me as a machine. Like <laughs> this has to stop, you know, and he, and he took it really badly. So, um, I just wonder. That's like, interesting. I'm going to well. say,
1: I'm going to say Dougie was the opposite. He was just excited that he was going to get more action. Like yeah. for that period every month, he was like, Oh, it's all go. And you know, we spent quite a lot of time, even when we were racing, um, cause we we're on the same tour, but the men's different away from each other. So yeah. he's like, this is great. So no, I had the opposite. He's like, I want to be used. Use me, baby. <laughs>
2: uh, I think, yeah, I just think, I just think uh, my ex, we just did what he was told. He? Right. I'm going off. He was really, used to. I would go away a lot. Um, a bit like your life is now. Um, Shammy where, uh, you know, I was just filming away all the mm. time. In, out, in, out and uh I that's what he had to say, do look i've got yeah <laughs> <laughs> i went i'm in and out it's your turn <laughs> but uh yeah it literally was look i've got to go to edinburgh um i can even remember what it was a job to find new actors and actresses for Hollyoaks. And we were doing like around the country auditions. Don't ask me why I was doing it. I'm not even an actress. But anyway, I remember, no, I know it was Hollyoaks. So I said, look, I've got to get, I've got to get to Edinburgh. I'm not bad, but I am ovulating. So we've got to do it now. Uh, we'll just do it in the spare room because I haven't, I haven't sorted out our <laughs> bedroom, the bedding, needs washing. I can remember everything. And that was it. And he was like, well, okay. But we have got a synergy. I just thought I'd let you know, because I did conceive in a ski resort and I've only been twice with Pollyanna so yeah oh, I get boom. it I get the
1: it. romance oh Ooh, the coziness yeah. it's cold oh, and he's someone to snuggle con- up with yeah or Can I've been i skiing too long and I'm not sure what's happening <laughs> yeah. one or yeah, the other I get that
2: mmm <laughs> <defo. laughs> I had Connie in the like the side I, I, don't worry I've told her my eldest she was in she was eight years old and she I shoved her in like a little annex watching a cartoon and that was it <laughs> oh it's bad isn't it
1: Is that No, no, it's not because you do what you have to do, and you know, every as long as you've got the right mindset for your goal that you're trying to achieve, then you're being (laughs) true to (laughs) yourself.
2: It's all about goals, one
0: way or another. We're we're missing the romance here completely, never mind. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you have to get on oh, board here, Kelly. I know. Well, it's
0: not me. It's Chris. He hated all that. Absolutely hated it. You know, and, and obviously, you know, Jen, we're at this stage, we keep talking about having a third. But if I pulled out the old ovulator chat, he'd be like, just do one. Like, I'm not going yeah. down that path. Again, you know, he. I think I have to make him feel special. The roles are reversed in uh, our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Clearly.
2: <laughs> So um, oh. I'm longing to know Because you must have the most idyllic Christmassy Christmas I know, you know I mean, I've tried not to mention it yet But somebody did say it's 54 days or something Which I find nah, outrageous I But come on What's Chevy's Christmassy Christmas Ski-slopey thingy going on there? So well, I
1: run um, a race camp for kids um, And it's quite interesting Because I always make the kids mm-hmm. go home To their parents for Christmas And everybody's like No, we want to keep re- training oh, and, really? and part of me I used to always have to oh. travel on Christmas christmas day to a world cup yeah um and actually i quite liked it you know you got on the plane and everyone's wearing christmas hat and those people they're getting like triple overtime they're like you know what I'm Happy to be here, and I was like, right. I'm no skiing. Um, but now I mean, it, I mean, it's just all about the kids, it's all about festivals. Yeah. Um, we do definitely try and get out to the mountains. We've got quite a nice Christmas yeah. setup in the UK. We've got a traveling Christmas setup with this plastic pink tree that we've had for 35 years. Don't judge me for plastics, I am about sustainability, but we've had this for 35 years and we're still using it, and it's horrendous. So it's quite laughable. But there is nothing more magical than waking up and walking to go and get some croissants in the morning um trying yeah. to bribe them to delay opening their Christmas present and the uh, the old chocolate coins until they've done a yeah. little bit of activity fun outside um, I mean we love um, sledging all together it's carnage okay um, and, yeah. and a little ski and then lots of eating and lots of presents yeah
2: oh how lovely so you obviously don't do that here then
1: no so um, I've got an apartment in flen in France. Uh, so we try and go there. I share it with my brothers, so we kind of one goes there at a time. Uh, but no, I, I I have to say it's quite hard having a, a UK based Christmas. Uh, I do love all the Christmas stuff that we do before, and I love skating at Hampton Court, and I go to all the light yeah. shows. I mean, I'm like a light oh. show addict. Um, they're so I love in, aren't they?
2: They're the thing they're at the moment. So like, in, everyone's yeah. lighting up the woods and the forests. Yeah, the National Trust has gone bonkers. <laughs> I mean, their electricity bill must be massive.
1: <laughs> the one, there's one at Hampton Court this year that they've, they've, they're they trying to be a bit different. So they've gone, um, right, let's be educational. It's a space one. So they've got all these earth zones and all the magical planets. I'm like, well, that's not like christmasy Christmassy, but it still lights up. So I'm going. No.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, you've certainly lit us up this this today on the podcast. It's been lovely. You're such a, a, a just a ball of energy. It's it's so lovely to see, honestly, Chevy.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, it's because we were speaking in the daytime. Luckily, we didn't do it past 8 p.m. I had to do a job the other day um, filming in New Zealand at 8pm and the whole crew came over to my house and set up and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be useless. This is like nap yeah, time. Yeah. I'm like a kid. Yeah, if you get me a nap time, it's not a good time. But you've, this is a good, you've got it.
0: Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, I thank our, you,
1: guys.
2: Yeah, really inspirational. Thank you.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and uh, happy happy uh, Christmas. Get the pig tree yeah. out. Of course. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Designed for life. It's almost Black Friday, and Swan have savings on their website from the 15th of November. Don't forget to check out their stunning range of products and save this month. Visit their website and use the code Black Swan 22 to get 22% off site wide.